everything can be improved, iterated and refined. If you don't think that's true, maybe you haven't analysed it enough. Calculated choices, carefully considered, absolutely analytical. This episode is brought to you by ManyTrix, makers of helpful apps for the Mac. Visit ManyTrix, or one word, com slash pragmatic for more information about their amazingly useful apps. We'll talk about them more during the episode. Analytical is part of the Engineered Network. To support our shows, including this one, head over to our Patreon page. And for other great shows, visit engineered.network today. Constraints foster creativity or something like that. I've heard quite a few different subtle variations on that expression in recent years. And it's a fascinating idea that appears to be counterintuitive, at least partly. One would think that if you had complete freedom, that that would lead to many, many varied creative ideas. But no. So why is that? I suppose our natural tendency when solving a problem is to first delve into our own personal histories and think about how equivalent or near-equivalent problems were solved in our pasts. Now, let's say we were asked to move a very heavy box several hundred feet without damaging it. You know, straightforward enough. And in the past, we've just picked up a box and carried it. Never heard of a wheelbarrow or a trolley before, never used a vehicle before. So we'll just pick it up and carry it because that's always worked before. So why wouldn't we just do that again? Do what you've always done and you get what you've always got, unsurprisingly. Oh, well. Anyway, now if we're told you cannot carry the box, suddenly we look around and think about that constraint And suddenly the problem, the solution to that problem is forced down a different path and it takes a different turn. Well, there's a wheel over there and there's some wood. Maybe I could build something that resembles a trolley. Maybe a rope and and some small logs. I could roll it along and and pull it maybe. Then we we get creative because, well, frankly, we we have no option (laughs) but to be more creative and to try something different, something we haven't done before because we haven't had those constraints in the past. But now we do, we're going to do something different. The same kind of concept applies create creatively um, with the evolution of products. And, you know, they're also obviously driven by their own constraints. One of the more interesting ones in recent uh, memory is the uh, mobile phones. And mobile phones these days are characterized by a large piece of glass that's touch-sensitive, uh, voice and data connectivity, and the internet is at our fingertips, as it were. The evolution of the phone, though, is started out with two very, very big constraints. The first one, well, from that, from where it's ended up to where it is today, anyway, um, the first one was portable power. In other words, uh, how do I carry uh, all of that energy with me to run a device that can do all of those things? And the second one was the screen technology. So as LCD screens moved to LED screens with greater and greater pixel densities, now we incorporated capacitive touch. Those former constraints have sort of given way. And that has allowed what we all now use and frankly, I think, are starting to take for granted, uh, that allowed all that to develop. As battery densities are improving from, you know, the first common rechargeable battery was the NICAD to uh, then to the nickel metal hydrides. 
And now today to the lithium ions that we use. So I'll couple that with lower and lower operating voltages for the silicon and hence the power and the parallel processing of that silicon allowed phones to shrink and still make several days of usage before you absolutely need to charge the things. I just want to pause for a moment to talk about our sponsor for this episode, and that's Tricks, makers of helpful apps for the Mac. Whose apps do? You guessed it, Tricks, and their apps include Butler, Chemo, Leech, Desktop Curtain, Time Sync, Moom, Name Mangler, Resolutionator, and Witch. There's so much to talk about for each app that they make, but we're only going to touch on five of them. Which is the first one. You should think about Witch as a supercharger for your command tab app switcher. If you've got three or four documents open at once in any one app, then Witch's beautifully simple pop-up quickly lets you pick exactly the one you're looking for. Recently updated, you can now also switch between tabs as well as apps and app windows with horizontal, vertical, or menu bar switching panels and full text search for switching and much, much more. Name Mangler. You've got a whole bunch of files you need to rename quickly, efficiently, and in huge numbers. Well, Name Mangler is great for creating staged renaming sequences with powerful pattern matching, showing you the result as you go. And if you mess it up, just revert back to where you started and try again. Moom makes it easy to move any of your windows to whatever screen positions you want. Halves, corners, edges, fractions of the screen. And then you can even save and recall your favorite window arrangements with a special auto-arrange feature when you connect or disconnect an external display. It's awesome. TimeSync allows you to track your time spent in apps or activities on your Mac the simple and easy way. You can pull your apps by common activities, create custom trackers for non-Mac activities, and its simple but powerful reporting feature shows you exactly where your time went so you can plan better and stay focused. Resolutionator is so simple. A drop-down menu from the menu bar, and you can change the resolution of your display to whatever you like. It's currently connected to your Mac, but the best part, you can even set your resolution to fit more pixels than are actually there. It's very handy when you're stuck on your laptop and you need more screen real estate. Now, that's just five of their great apps, and that's only half of them. All of these apps have free trials, and you can download them from manytricks or oneword.com slash pragmatic, or you can easily try them out before you buy them. They're all available from their website or through the Mac App Store. However, if you visit the URL, you can take advantage of a special discount off their very helpful apps exclusively for engineered network listeners. Simply use Pragmatic17, that's Pragmatic the word, and 17 the numbers in the discount code box in the shopping cart to receive 25% off. Now, this offer is only available to engineered network listeners for a limited time, so take advantage of it while you can. Thank you to Tricks for sponsoring the engineered network. Constraints that haven't changed with phones are like the size of our hands. You know, obviously we can't have a phone that fits in the palm of our hand that's the size of a 10-inch tablet. That's not a phone anymore, and you can't really hold that up against your ear to have a conversation. So that constraint is not going to change anytime soon, at least no, I don't think it's going to. The size of our pockets, generally speaking, I guess there's some cargo pants out there, maybe, I guess, but generally speaking, no, the size of our pockets haven't changed either. We have to get our hands in and out of our pockets, which constrains how small they can be. But then again, I suppose how big they can be is limited by how big our body is. And again, that's not something that's likely to change in a hurry anyway. Anyway, uh, our own uh, our own clumsiness is another example of a constraint that hasn't changed. We, we drop things, you know, we they, they, they fall in water, they um, they hit the ground, uh, we we accidentally bang them down on things. 
they get in our pockets and we, we, we throw car keys in there or all sorts of other things and they get scratched. So the, the, our clumsiness, that constraint is, is always going to be there. I don't think that'll ever change. Uh, the weather changing, obviously, I mentioned getting wet. You know, that's still going to happen. It's going to rain when you're out and about. You're holding your device. It's going to get wet. You know, again, maybe you drop it in a puddle or you know, splash a drink on it. Who, who can say, right? But that's that's not going to change either because that's sort of a bit of clumsiness there. And, and weather is just weather. Well, you know, it's going to change. And you can be out there and it's going to get wet. And oh, well. So they're all still there. These constraints are still there. And they, and they drive the designs as they stand today. So in a hundred years, maybe when the fashion industry is sort of like maybe everyone has a huge like tablet sized pocket in the front center of their shirt, in which case that constraint could change. But how is that useful? Anyway, how is any of this discussion useful? I guess the point is I like the idea of constraints in engineering and in my own wheelhouse of so in software development control system uh, user interface design. If I need to develop code to solve a problem and I don't have any code library and no references, no coding standards, no structure. I'm just going to hack and slash code as I see fit because I can, you know, no, why not? I can do whatever I feel like. So I'm going to, it's a, it's a green pasture. Let's just make a mess. Why not? But if it works, then who cares? may not be maintainable, may not be readable even, but you know what? Hey, it's all good, right? Because there's no rules. There's no constraints. But all of that code is going to be new and previously untested. And if, however, I had a series of existing functions that I've been constrained to using, and these, these functions have been used for many, many years by many different programmers, well-tried, heavily tested, reliable code, well, I can use them, and they can simplify what I need to create to reduce my development time and to leverage some of that experience. But it's also a constraint, especially if they're mandated, thou shalt use the approved function blocks on pain of frustration or something. Anyway, you will do it. But they become a constraint at that point. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. And the resulting code then must be written to incorporate them. And, and that'll require a little bit more planning up front, a little bit more design, a little bit more creativity. Don't ever let anyone tell you if you're a programmer that you don't, you're not creative. That's, that's rubbish. Absolutely you are. But anyway, it is a creative. Okay, that's that, That's what we're trying to get at. I mean, apart from the fact that the result should be more reliable and easy to debug, is it more creative? Well, creativity is relating to or involving the use of imagination or original ideas to solve a problem. If I've constrained their programming choices, they have no option but assess everything they write against the constraints that I've I've imposed upon them, like it or not. But the real question is, in this example, is creativity greater with the sum of many individual creative instances? Or is creativity worth more if there's less creative instances, but each instance of creativity was born of greater thinking because of the constraints? Experience shows, I think, that simpler designs or those designs where the complexity has been abstracted into highly reliable building blocks, and these blocks are more simply assembled and integrated, it tends to provide the best final result. So if that's the measure, then constraints in the coding example suggest that creativity within those constraints should generally provide a simpler 
and overall more creative and usable result. If you're enjoying Analytical and want to support the show, you can, like some of our backers, Ivan, Daniel Dudley, and Chris Stone. They and many others are patrons of the show via Patreon, and you can find it at patreon.com slash johnchigi, all one word. So if you'd like to contribute something, anything at all, it's all very much appreciated. I'd personally like to thank Many Tricks for sponsoring the Engineered Network. If you're looking for some Mac software that can do many tricks, remember to specifically visit this URL, manytricks, or one word, dot com slash pragmatic for more information about their amazingly useful apps. Analytical is part of the Engineered Network, and you can find it at engineered.network, and you can follow me on Mastodon at chigi at engineered.space, or for our shows on Twitter at engineered underscore net. Accept nothing. Question everything. It's always a good time to analyze something. I'm John Chigi. Thanks for listening.